the other day I was uh, filling up my car and I and I inadvertently pulled into a full serve, which you never want to do. I've I, done that. It sucks. It's so annoying. Like, yeah. Oh, God damn it. Anyway, but they give you the receipt and they give you the name of the guy who pumps your gas. Mm. You know what his name was? What's I'm that? not kidding. His name, and he was like a scrawny little guy. His name was Thor Dogood. <laughs> Did he do good? He did fine. Welcome back to another episode of the Daily Screening Podcast. My name, as always, is Daily, and joining me this week, my partner in ballistic arrow crime, Bartholomew Devon. Hello, Bart. Hey, buddy. Hey. Uh, this week, we're talking Rambo First Blood Part 2. This is the second entry in our epic Rambo rewatch. We're halfway there now. We're, ha- we're, we're over the hump. <laughs> Are we? Uh, well, Are we really? You know, maybe we're in the midst of the hump. Yeah. Uh, hey, guess what today is. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, before we get into all that, we're going to uh, talk some, some news items. The news. The, but first, the news. Uh, all sorts of interesting things here. Uh, uh, the big one that I want to talk about, because I know you're going to be excited interested yeah i feel like a lot happened this week yeah and there was something that happened literally right after we finished recording last week and i was like you walked out of the house and i looked at my phone i was like ah fuck we should have we should i should have looked that up first we would have talked about that it seems that fox has decided finally after all this time to move forward once again on their deadpool movie oh that Yeah, yeah yeah i saw that you know there was so there was this uh this uh, demo reel, this test footage that had been shot years ago, right? Um, with right. Ryan Reynolds Ryan as Reynolds. as Deadpool, who is actually is good casting. Yeah, no, it's great casting. If they hadn't ruined it, well, with, yeah, you know. Uh, so, but yeah, so this, this finally, like years later, made its way online and was sort of bounced around uh, Facebook and Twitter for a couple of days, and the you know the reaction was really, really positive. Well, everybody loves Deadpool. Yeah, I mean, so uh, Fox finally decided to move forward on it. Uh, yeah, well, so they've 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 at least the ver- I mean they've certainly they had retained the rights the whole time they just weren't doing anything with it. Right. Um, they've at the very least they've given it a date, um, and they've attached a director. What's um, the, what is the date and who is the director? It is February sixteenth, I believe, twenty sixteen. Happy birthday! So yeah, right. Happy birthday to you. You're getting a Deadpool movie in a year, we'll see two years. That. Um. So uh. So yeah. So yeah. Exactly. It's still it's still very early. Uh, theoretically, Ryan Reynolds is still attached. Um, How many different superheroes does Ryan Reynolds need to be before he does one right? I, at least three, it looks like. You know Four. what? No, there's a problem. Yeah. Because he, he's done one character really right, and that's Van Wilder. Yeah. And I don't think he's ever going to be anybody else. Well, Deadpool, in a way, is kind of like Van Wilder no, 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 with no. swords. Every Listen, every character Ryan Reynolds has ever played has been Ryan Reynolds as that as Van Wilder as that character. Sure. So. Yeah, I mean. And I mean, I, I don't even really mind. Uh, no, I like Ryan Reynolds. I think he gets no, a no, unfair rap. No, 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 gets... no. I don't mean, I, I wasn't going to say I didn't mind him. I was going to say I, that I didn't mind Green Lantern. Oh, 
I really didn't. It, yeah, it worked. I, I think you have a fonder memories of that movie than well, that's because the I rest wa- of humanity. That's because I haven't watched it in a very long time. <laughs> That'll do it. And that is precisely the reason why I'm not going to go back and watch it again. Yeah. Because if I can have a terrible movie living in my memory as a better movie than it actually is. Aren't we all better off that I'm way? I'm actually okay with that. Absolutely. I see no reason to spoil it. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, so they've, they've given it a date. Uh, they've attached uh, Tim Miller. Uh, Tim Miller, who's a, basically he's a visual effects guy. This is his first. This will be his first movie. Yeah. Um, oh, so good. good start. Yeah, and it's a February release, so these are already not like overwhelming votes of confidence here. Right. Um, it just feels it feels more like, you know, Fox's. I don't you know. Look, I mean, whether this movie actually happens still feels very up in the air. This still feels more like, hey, people liked this thing that made its way out, so hey, let's give it a date. Two years from well, now, here's and a see is what this, happens. Is this going to be part of some expanded X-Men universe? Well, uh, I mean, possibly. I mean, how, so here's... Yeah, that'll be the way, interesting thing. How sick thing. of talking about unified universes am I now, by the way? I know, right? Do you ever think we'd get to that point? No. And, and I we, only and ever we, wanted one. Just and, the one. And we've fine. really only had one good crossover film, too. I mean, the you know, I mean, certainly we have little, you know, uh, cameos, but Wh- you've got the one? Avengers... Oh, we've well. only had the one Avengers film that is like the big. They're certainly they're all part of the the main universe, but like yeah, but you've got characters popping in and out. Yeah, no, exactly. And but, it's like to like I don't know. I think the larger non mutant yeah Marvel universe is believable now as a, as one big universe. Sure, I, like I'm I'm. I, I buy it. Part of me would be kind of surprised if they actually kept this under the X-Men umbrella. But what are they going to do with Deadpool if they don't... Well, right, no, I mean, he's clearly a mutant. He is, like, part of that realm. But do they really want to tie themselves to that shitty Wolverine movie anymore? Like... Well, I don't know if they... I mean, I think they could let that go. Yeah, I mean, I guess, except that it's literally Ryan Reynolds playing the same character. Like, if they were recasting, yeah, you'd I be mean, like, all right, no, this is yeah, a different but, but whatever, time, that doesn't count but anymore, By the I guess. same rationale, look what they did with, with Jackman between the most recent Wolverine movie and the most recent X-Men movie. I mean, they just sort of ratconned it. Don't care. Whatever. Well, yeah, but they have the advantage of, you know, doing that within the confines of a movie in which they are going to wipe out history and make none of those movies ever have happened anymore. So well, maybe this version of Deadpool will be part of the new. Ooh, that's X-Men a, that's universe. an interesting thought. I hadn't really considered that. I mean, that would be a way to go. Certainly would. I yeah, mean, you could come up with something that made that. No, no, no. That actually, sense. that actually works. That I would actually buy. So the interesting question then becomes: uh, Does he? I don't know. Does does Deadpool have the same kind of? I know he like one his mutant power. One of his mutant powers is like he's got super healing. He has um, crazy healing. Yeah, but does he have that? Does that mean he has the same sort of, uh, you know, long lifespan immortality thing that Wolverine has? I don't know a ton about Deadpool. Like, I don't know I what mean, his aging process is like because I'll... I think I think Deadpool is effectively a funny zombie. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, he's he's basically a funny zombie who breaks the fourth wall all the time, mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty much it. Well, in in Origins, we saw. Him yeah, but that in version like of Deadpool, the 80s. Yeah, but that version of Deadpool has nothing to do with traditional Deadpool. Oh no, sure. I'm just curious if like, like vastly different powers, different everything. Yeah, oh, you know, that's, you know, I'm curious to see how what how if at all they decide to try and keep this. I mean, it feels it would feel weird for them to just not acknowledge it. You know, well, they're gonna. I mean, the thing is, who knows? Maybe the Deadpool movie will have Gambit, and we'll get new Gambit. Yeah, they do have a Gambit movie at some point. Right. I mean, 
Could, we could get a little Tatum in there. We could get well, a little Channing. I mean, I'm just saying that, you little know. Channing Tato. Don't forget that, that Gambit played heavily into that shitty Wolverine movie That's with the true. fire escape, That's too. True. So they got to do something about that, too. Yeah. They effectively need to erase that whole movie. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, look, I think that's what they did with Days of Future Past. It'll just be, you know, and we talked about this when they announced Channing Tatum as Gambit and getting his own movie is this whole idea of like, okay, now what do you do with all of these spinoff movies? Like, sure, you've erased that timeline, but do you, are you still going to play by the rules and the logic, like, of the chronology of that timeline, at least, where you're not, Eh. you're not a slave to those events, but, you know, do you now just pretend like those guys weren't around or whatever and you just put them in the modern era and who gives a shit about the last time we saw them in their 30s in like the 19, like 1982, eh. you know? Just just bring back Will I Am. and <laughs> Please don't. I mean, please, please don't do that. I, I would hope that wherever Deadpool goes, it's far away from yeah. Three Mile Island. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, like I said, I still, I still feel skeptical that this thing will actually happen, you know? Yeah, my only real, like, you know... I mean, and Reynolds, like I said, Reynolds isn't actually signed yet, either. He's no. still loosely attached because yeah. he's the guy who's been developing this well, project. he's also, a, he's, I mean... We he's haven't a signed good, a contract He's a yet. good fit. Yeah, no, absolutely. For, for Deadpool, he sure. always was. He, I mean, he's a better fit for that than he was for Green Lantern. Yeah, no, totally. Um, so... Um, I think the interesting thing is, so they, Fox announced that uh, Deadpool was getting this date... And as a result, they also shuffled around a bunch of other release dates. Or, no, I shouldn't say as a result, but in, at the same time, they announced a bunch of other release dates shuffling around. Uh, Fastbender's Assassin's Creed movie is getting pushed from 2015 to 2016 because they're still doing script rewrites. Um, yeah, which is probably a good idea. Yeah, and there's a, another uh, John Green novel adaptation that's getting pushed uh, earlier in the summer. Um, and... The other one that is really interesting is uh, Fantastic Four. Ugh. Fantastic Four is getting pushed from June, like like late June, Ugh. to early August. And essentially, they're giving Fantastic Four the Guardians of the Galaxy release date. So good luck with that. Well, no, I think it's actually that could actually be a smart move. You know, they're trying to they're they're hoping that next summer will play out essentially structurally basically the same way this summer did, yeah. which is. You know, you get this sort of midsummer fatigue, all of the like cavalcade of big, heavy July releases right. um, that, you know, win their weekend and then, you know, disappear basically. And a bunch of them end up right, being right. disappointing. Yeah, yeah, right, and right. then you have like one strong release. I mean, Guardians has become the movie of the summer, like far and away the most successful movie of this summer. Is it not the highest grossing movie of the year? Yeah, absolutely. Point? I don't okay. know if it'll, I don't think it's going to hold out. I think Hunger, Hunger Games will probably beat it, but. That's fair. But yeah, it is, I mean, it is the biggest hit of the of 2014 as yeah. of right now. So I think they're kind of hoping the same thing will happen that it'll it can sort of hold on through August. They give it sort of the early. It'll be like the end of the summer movie. Right, right, right. It'll be the last push yeah. before fall. The late August stuff and the early. Excuse me. The late August stuff and the early September stuff that kind of sucks. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. you know, it, not it, a bad choice. I don't want to say it artificially inflates the numbers because, like I said, I think Guardians is fantastic and deserves that success. You know, and yeah. I think 
a lot of that success comes <coughs> from people being a good movie. Well, yeah, being a good movie, being a movie that's so good that people want to see it more than once. You know that it's like, yeah, I mean, it helps that there was nothing I mean, else in theaters, but people go, oh yeah, we should go to the movies. Oh, there's nothing really playing. Well, we go see Guardians again. Yeah, let's go see Guardians again. I feel like that conversation played out a lot in August and September. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, how many times did you see it in theaters? We saw it twice, uh, but both of them were in the first week. Oh. Like we went opening night, yeah, and then yeah. we went. Uh, I think we think I think we went Thursday night, and then I think we went again the following Monday. Oh, okay. So, because uh, I saw it twice, but they were spaced out. Yeah, um, and obviously different people. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, I, I mean, I, but it, that you know that seems like a good strategy. You know, I mean, who I don't I haven't looked at what else is slated for next August. Uh, um, but that I mean that seems like a, a winning strategy. Guardians may have laid a new blueprint for like summer release schedules, and I'll be curious to see how other studios decide to start playing around with that. Mm. It certainly feels right now like Fox is sort of the first to sort of realize that window and, and really pounce and capitalize on that. Mm. So, I had an idea. This is totally unrelated. Yeah, but I I don't know. I I found myself poking around on the internet and i ended up on a wiki like a spider-man wiki Ooh. which is or like a or maybe it was marvel wiki right. generally i don't know i was probably looking somebody up i don't know and i came across something that i did not know about and it's it struck a chord with me because you remember we were trying to figure out sinister six yeah and how the hell they're gonna do that mm -hmm. without spider-man there to antagonize them yeah y yes or protagonize or <laughs> i suppose yes um and i had an idea Hmm. And I did not know that this character existed. Secret Agent Venom? Do you know about this? Oh, I've heard about this. Yeah. I did not know that that character was a thing. Yeah, they've they've turned Venom into, they've turned Eddie Brock into like a super secret agent or something. And yeah. so he's like, Venom's like kind of a good Wait, guy is, now. Wait, I can't remember if it's Eddie Brock or... or, or I mean, it or might or just not, be no, no, Venom. No, no, no. You know what it is? It's not Eddie Brock. It's after Brock loses Venom and then... Oh, they give it to somebody what, else? What's the name of that other bully guy? Uh, Flash. Oh yeah, Flash yeah, it's Thompson. Fla it's Flash Thompson plus, yeah. plus the Venom scene. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Becomes yeah. a secret agent. I was yeah. like, and a hero. I'm yeah, like, that would be. Oh, that's why I was looking up Guardians. I was looking up something about Guardians, mm -hmm. and uh, he came up like he had some run in with the Guardians, which yeah. obviously isn't going to happen. Yeah, I think I heard about that. But still, that like there's a potential, there's a story arc in there that. Well, they are doing mm -hmm. a Venom movie. Also, right, Venom's right. also getting his own film. Right. I don't They've know... got to do something with that character. Yeah. I don't know if there's any plans to uh, use that storyline. I don't I don't think. I'd be surprised. So here's something that I think you'll find interesting. Yes. You haven't watched the Sharknado movie, have you? No, actually, I, I have not. I have not either. <laughs> I, I mean, the, the, honestly, the whole Sharknado thing is kind of repellent to me. It's and that's awesome kind of me. an Adam West joke, if it's, you think about it. I, yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah no, I it just, I don't know. That whole, like, sci-fi channel, like, we're going to make intentionally shitty movies. Sharktopus. Yeah, like. Jersey Shore Shark Attack. Yeah, I just. I mean, that I, one's funny. Well, I, I don't, I, man, I don't know. It's just the whole thing seems kind of awful yeah yeah exactly like it's just it just seems so it's not a movie it's a drinking it's, game yeah and it like it, it's trying so it wants you to think they're being really clever but in fact there is no cleverness for miles you know well that's because the shark need to destroyed everything in miles ah well i guess so um so sci-fi channel has another shitty 
B oh, movie tell me. coming. Tell me, is it shit NATO? No, no, no. Is shit just flying everywhere. The only reason that I bring it up is because uh, it involves something that you and I have a history with, uh, a special bond, oh, if no. you will. I won't. It involves giant spiders. Spider NATO? No. Spider cane? It's spiders that spit lava. Really? Yes. Now, what do you think that movie is called? Lava Spiders? Lava Lantula. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> I mean, that movie's going to be shit and I'm going to be annoyed about it, but that name is fantastic. Yeah, but you realize what it allows us to do. What's that? It allows us to do a triple feature. Of eight-legged freaks? Yes. Lava Lantula? Yes. And giant spiders? No. What, was, what was the other one? I can't think of the last one. What's it called? Ice spiders. Ice spiders! That's what it was. I guess maybe arachnophobia, too. Yeah, that seems that seems way too legit for this. True. Eight-Legged Freaks is a... I don't know. I always enjoy that movie. Yeah. Okay, but I didn't even tell you the best part. Well, Lava Lantula might be the Lava best Lantula. part. You know who's stars in this movie, which I believe is shooting as we speak? That guy from Batman Begins? Nope. Well, probably. Statistically, yeah, that's probably true. Steve Gutenberg? Gary Busey. Nope. Oh, Steve Gutenberg. Wasted opportunity. Steve Gutenberg, Michael Winslow, and it's three cast members from Police Academy. There's the sound effects guy, there's <laughs> Gutenberg, and then there's the giant tall blonde drill sergeant lady. Oh All God. three of them. It's lava spewing giant spiders it's versus po police academy. academy okay yeah right yeah all right i feel like getting all three of them elevates this movie just a hair you know like yeah. like oh we got ian zeering and debbie reynolds okay great but you know like <laughs> ian zeering yeah I, what the fuck th th we found a bunch of people who haven't worked in a while and we gave them a sandwich and they were in our movie like I mean, not that that isn't true here, but at least there's a theme. At least there's some sort of uh, some glue that holds them together. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, how do you not watch that movie? I guess. I mean, I, I'll watch it. Yeah. You're you're buying the booze. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not going to be a problem. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to watch that thing sober. Uh no, and that is that is true. How how can you follow La Valanchula? What could you possibly have? Well, in a, in a certainly a lot, not quite as entertaining note, uh, but, you know, interesting. Mm. Uh, so there is, uh, I don't want to, well, I guess I'm going to call it a rumor because it hasn't been substantiated, or I should say it hasn't been confirmed by any of the key parties, but it has been reported that there is a role in Star Trek Three or the third Abrams vs. Star Trek movie, Oh, or William Shatner. Yes, yes, I heard that too. Um, and and not only that, but that this is not necessarily a you know rando cameo because there was so there was actually a cameo for him written into the first Abrams movie. Oh, um, right. That I think was supposed to be kind of a throwaway. Well, like, here, is he going to be Kirk? Yeah, he is. It is. There is a like Kirk Prime. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's necessarily like. Uh, before the changed timeline, Kirk, he might just be older, Chris Pine, older Chris Pine, having traveled back or something. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, 
but but he will beat Kirk. It will, it, it, the idea I is for Shatner to beat Kirk see, to have old Kirk and old Spock together in well, the movie. That's all well and good, and that it's that like it's a, a very tangible or sizable, like plot driven. He has to be in the movie for the movie to work. Thing. Well, that's sounds terrible. I have no desire to see William Shatner in anything. Yeah, as anyone at this point in his career, except Denny Crane. <laughs> I forgot you kind of you have like a God, strange I, fascination with that show. I I don't, and I haven't watched it in years. But I love Danny Crane. <laughs> it's just like it's just like fat William Shatner being crazy and talking about how he has mad cow <laughs> to like a really pedantic OCD ups like permanently upset Rene Auberjonois. <laughs> like that's okay when you describe it like that it almost makes me want to watch boston legal that is what that whole show is it also had james spader James Spader Spader being off they have great on-screen chemistry those two oh i believe it like they really do and then just like throwing julie bowen for no reason i watched one episode of boston legal and it might be shatner's finest work if i were as i recall shatner gets arrested Oh, Excuse he, me. Let well, me let me correct. Because he's Denny, const- Denny Crane gets arrested because he's constantly shooting people on that show. <laughs> There's like he's like he just shoots homeless people for no what? for what? <laughs> How have I not been watching this? Why did anybody tell me that Boston Legal is a show about William Shatner as a deranged lawyer who shoots homeless people? And and he has like all he ever says all the time. He just goes. Jenny Crane, just just all the time, and and then you've got Candace Bergen, and oh, good lord, like it's crazy. Apparently, I need to revisit this show. I feel like the opening couple of seasons are stupid. Yeah, probably. But once they get going, and then there's a thing where he he and um, Spader show up to a Halloween party in flamingo costumes. <laughs> like it's just all this random zany bullshit. There's a part where they they chop off a priest's fingers. Like, there's just all this... Just, wow. It's It doesn't make any sense. And somehow they always get out of it and end the thing on the balcony, smoking cigars and drinking whiskey. Well, that sounds... Every, that, how every show should end. Every single episode ends with Spader and Shatner on a balcony, drinking whiskey and smoking cigars. I, I, well, look, you've convinced me, sir. And, and now Sh- I need to watch and, this show. And, and, Is it streaming? God, I hope it's streaming. And, and Shatner has... N- and uh, No, I forget. No, Spader has night terrors, so, so he... <laughs> so, so he invites. Did he get them from Shatner? No, but he invites Shatner over to sleep with him so that he won't like jump off the balcony. Like what? <laughs> the whole thing is crazy. I love it. I haven't like someday I'll have a box set and I'll watch them all and I'll be amazed all over again because I don't remember a damn thing. Yeah, I just remember a lot of weird specific events of craziness. The only so I watched like one episode and the only thing here's what I. Here's what I recall from the one episode that I watched. Yeah. William Shatner, Denny Crane gets arrested. Probably for shooting a homeless guy. No, 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 no. He gets arrested for solicitation. He oh, gets arrested he... for sleep, for, for trying to uh, uh, pick up a prostitute. Yeah. And when they ask him why. Oh, no. He says. Yes. Well, I saw this woman. She was walking down the street. And she had a very distinctive limp, which told me <laughs> that she only had, she had a prosthetic leg, that she only had one leg. Yeah. 
And I thought back to the words of my father, who told me that the best sex he'd ever had was with a one-legged woman, possibly in Vietnam. I might be adding that in because we just watched Rambo, but I feel like he, this was like a Vietnam War story. That sounds not unlikely for Boston Legal. Yeah. I just remember some more like some more things just came back about it that I can and, tell you. And, and somehow the whole thing was tied to, uh, you know... I always, I never thought I'd have the chance to to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then the Boston Red Sox won the World Series <laughs> in 2004 for the first time. And I was inspired. And so I saw this one-legged woman and I thought, I have to do it. Okay, well. I was like, well, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen well, on television. <laughs> so, there, there, no, there's more. So, there, there, there's, he has a long, like a prolonged affair with a little person for like a whole season and but better than that so he has this sort of unholy unhealthy obsession with with having sex with candace bergen <laughs> and and he, she will never do it but he, he tries directly all the time <laughs> and more to the point in his closet in his office next to her office Jesus. he has a blow-up doll that looks like her her name is shirley schmidt the name of the blow-up doll is Shirley Schmidt-ho. <laughs> what? Yeah. Sweet Jesus. How How is this a real show that was on the air for like six years? And this, my friend, was the second coming of William Shatner. Apparently. And this is the reason why, if in Star Trek Three we get William Shatner, I want Denny Crane in space. <laughs> and not more Captain Kirk. Well, look, that is a... Having 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 absorbed all this new information, that is a reasonable request. Yes, sir. it is. Uh, sweet Jesus. Yep. I mean, look, I I guess I'm torn on the matter because I mean, do you remember the last Star Trek movie that he was in? Yeah, that's the only reason I would l kind of like to see him come back because that wasn't a good one. No, he had such a shitty ending. He's such an epic character who had such a shitty ending, and it's always felt like such such a Rocky fucking five. waste. It was a Rocky Five. Yeah, it was such a waste to have him go out that way, you know? Well, they had to, because they had to have him go out, but leave it in the hands. Of, I mean, it was a passing the torch movie, is what it was. No, 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 and that's fine. And, like, I'm not, Kirk, I'm not, Kirk. I'm not, I don't have a problem with him dying. Yeah. I have a problem with the manner in which he died. The, okay, well, the thing about Kirk is that Kirk had his proper send off. Yeah. In Star Trek VI. Yeah. Period. That, well, yeah, that's how. And that's... the fact that he's in Star Trek Seven. With freaking, yeah. what's his name from Ferris well, Bueller? Yeah, you know, is... and that's part of me feels like he's he's a character who is so epic yeah. that he almost deserves to not have a definitive death. You know that he I guess just yeah. he, like like the like the great westerns of old. He just goes off into the sunset and. <laughs> Eventually he dies and we can dream and speculate, but nobody really knows. Like that feels like the way, you know, uh, the actual fitting ending for for that character is to not have an ending. Yeah, see, but the problem you know? is they can't do that. They, well, not anymore. They cannot do that anymore because now we have a new young Kirk who is, frankly, nowhere near as epic. Well, yeah, apparently, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, young William. That's Shatner the corner Kirk. we've backed ourselves into right. now. Young William Shatner Kirk compared yeah. to Chris Pine Kirk. Mm-hmm. One of these is better than the other. Yeah, no, absolutely. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that. How, like I said, I don't know how this, you know, plays out. I don't know if this is supposed to be. It's gonna be shit, man. Yeah, probably. Probably cut it. Cut it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't Cut know. it. I don't Cut know. It. Have you been, have you been enjoying Spock Prime? Well, they've used Spock. Have you been no. enjoying Spock Prime? Well, I've been enjoying Leonard Nimoy. I haven't been enjoying Spock Prime. I mean, in that, like, he is just a walking plot device. He's a walking font of information and way to get them out of jams they couldn't write themselves out of. Like, like that oh, sucks. Get Nimoy. Yeah, no, that shit sucks. But it's great. I love. I always love seeing Nimoy acting. Did you ever watch Fringe? No. You should watch Fringe. Nimoy shows up in Fringe a bunch, and he's great. I believe that. I have no problem with Nimoy, yeah. but I just if they want to make see, here's the thing if they want to make new Star Trek movies yeah and especially if they want to reestablish the whole fucking franchise as a new thing which yeah. they very openly do yeah want to do they need to let the old universe go that's exactly quietly. my point no I agree they like you know the whole point the whole genius of Abrams movie was all of the possibilities it was like a you clean could do slate. anything and like miring themselves in retreading old storylines is, is the dumbest move they yeah. could possibly make it's, you know you know go boldly new cast yeah where dude. no one has gone before perhaps not where might that not gone. be the mission of star trek it might be someone wasn't paying attention i mean i'm also you know there's a part of me that almost that also wonders if shatner will actually do this you know like you know certainly they can, they'll have to they'll approach him and you know there's a part of me you know look on the one hand there is the guy who has written like six books in which he brought kirk back from the dead on viridian 3 and then kept him alive and like he wrote Kirk this whole insane long story, like convoluted storyline, mm. like where he's alive doing shit with Picard, and like it's re they're really weird. They're all on my bookshelf behind me. I keep meaning to, I kind of want to revisit them a little bit because I, you know, read them all when I was who, who like fifteen. Them? Shatner wrote them. Oh, Shatner wrote them. Shatner wrote them. Oh, he wrote he wrote the one first book called The Return. In which, like, uh -huh. starts with aliens, you know, flying into Viridian 3 and abducting Kirk's body and bringing him back to life. Uh, and I think he's evil at, for a while or something. Oh, good. And That sounds good. Yeah, exactly. But then it goes on. Like, There's nothing like an evil fat Kirk yeah, right. flying around <laughs> fucking shit up. This was all a long time ago. He hasn't written one of these books in a while. Well, he was too busy being Denny Crane for a while. No, exactly. This is when he was really not really doing any acting. This was, I think he was, he may have still been writing his tech war books at the time. I want to see General T.J. Hooker <laughs> in space. It's with Stallone. And, no, well, and, no. and migrant workers. <laughs> no, I was going to say, what they could do is they could have Denny, Denny Crane, they could have William Shatner act it, and then they could voice it. By that guy from that we just watched, whose name? Oh, Ch Charles, Charles Charles Napier. Napier. Can you imagine old fat William Shatner being T.J. Hooker in space <laughs> with the voice of, of Charles, Charles Napier? Napier? It'd be pretty amazing. Quick, call sci-fi. Yeah, they, they they would be interested in this, I think. Uh, but yeah, but then again, at the same time, you know, Shatner's also. You know, he's very particular about, like, what he does and what well, he doesn't do. he can do. afford to be. No, exactly. So, like, there's a part of me, you know, he's, he's, <clears throat> I, I very would, I would, I would very easily believe that they would send him the script and he would, you know, be all, well, I think you should do this. And he would have all of his own crazy ideas about what Kirk should and shouldn't do and should and shouldn't be. Right. 
I guess I'm torn. I guess I'm torn. Like, I, there's the part of me that wants to see... Have you always been this much of an optimist? I mean, maybe. I'm old. I'm getting old, man. I'm getting soft in my old age. I guess I've always been the grumpy one. <laughs> that, that might be true. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, there's there's the part of me that wants to see... It wants to see Shatner as Kirk being awesome again. That's because you haven't seen Danny Crane yet. Uh, yeah, I guess. You'll n- Listen, you watch Boston Legal for a while, and you never look at Captain Kirk the same way again. All right, because, fair point. Because you totally believe that Captain Kirk would have a space blow-up doll of young Candace <laughs> Bergen <laughs> that he called Murphy Brown Ho. Y- Yeoman Rando? <laughs> exactly. Oh. oh. Sit down, Rando. <laughs> Sit down, Rando. <laughs> Okay. Speaking of Rambo, let's talk about Rambo. Oh, God. Sweet Jeebus. Ugh. Rambo First Blood Part 2, the second installment of this ridiculous franchise. It's shit. Are we done? Yeah. <laughs> so, your first time through, yes? Yeah. I th- well, again, I have weird little memories of walking in at moments of yeah. it. Like, I, I have... Like, right in there in my head with my memories of walking in at the end of First Blood mm-hmm. in the, you know, in the Colorado. I have these memories of seeing Rambo on an airfield, not killing people, which would also be the very end. Yeah. I think when I was a kid, I just walked in at the end of Rambo movies. <laughs> like, they were you on... made a habit of they it. They were, like, on syndica- like in syndication yeah. on Saturday afternoon on WLVI. Mm-hmm. I buy that. And uh, just... God. I mean, this this was this was a Rambo movie in the way that you think of Rambo. Yeah, which is yeah. No, this is the Rambo that people think of. Right. And what did it do to me? You fell asleep at I the end. Sure did. Yeah. Well, okay. Look, I mean, there's there's it's weirdly boring. Yeah, I think a lot of '80s action movies tend to be like this. You know, it's like there's a lot of. There's no suspense. Yeah. There's none. There's like, he's not going to be killed. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's a lot of like running around in a jungle or in a desert or something, shooting a lot of guys off screen or a lot of guys very far away who just sort of fall fall down. down. Uh, It's helicopters like, that are just sort of flying around in you know the air. You know what they remind me of? The, like the guys who fall down in the background? Yeah. Remember that game, Guess Who? Yeah. Where you just like <laughs> you just flick the little people flick, over? Bing, 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 bing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Does he have blonde hair? Bing, 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 bing. Yeah, yeah. you're drawing the whole line down yeah. the back? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, there's that, there's that helicopter chase at the end where they're just sort of, these two helicopters are just sort of flying around in this canyon and there's no, you don't even really have a good sense of geography of like where they are in relation to each other. Cause no, at one point, it's flying left, it's flying right, yeah, well, it's one flying point, at you. One's behind him at the next point, like the next shot, they're next to each other cause they're shooting across at each other and yeah. then suddenly they're behind again. There's not, no logic to any of it. Well, you know why? It's because they had just the two helicopters. Yeah. And they didn't have a third one. <laughs> in case so one you, of them went down. Well, no, no, no. I mean, so you never see them in the same shot. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. You see, you see them in the same shot a couple of times. But From the ground, maybe. That might be. Because that like, might be I true. I mean, like, th- think about, the, think about the, the helicopter sequence in the beginning of, like, the A-Team. Yeah. Which is not a fantastic movie, but I always enjoy it. But, but a good like, helicopter chase. But sequence. it's a good helicopter chase because yeah. you always know exactly what's going yeah. on. Well, it also helps that there are characters that are doing stuff in those helicopter chases and they yes. have dialogue right. and, you know, Murdoch's being awesome. So Instead of just like, here's a shot from the minigun's perspective where the minigun is being fired by yeah. no one. Yeah. But it's still shooting its endless supply of bullets. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the other thing that really hurts is that, you know, Rambo is not a particularly charismatic hero. 
No, he barely he's, speaks. Yeah, he's very surly. You know, it's he's he's a he's a sullen hero, and it's you know in in First Blood it's it's different because in First Blood he is literally traumatized. You know, like right, yeah, he is he is. It actually makes sense. Yeah, he's going through like a a mental breakdown essentially. The whole thing is like a traumatic experience. Right. And so like yeah, it makes it, it, exactly it makes sense that he is sort of off on his own and he's being very like singular and focused. In this one, he's just running around a jungle. He's just grumpy. Yeah, like he doesn't talk to anyone. He barely talks at all. So yeah, there's a lot of just like Rambo silently well, like stalking around and shooting he, people. He talks to Julia. What's her name? Uh, Nixon. Uh, Julia. Julia Nichols? Nixon. I think. Nichols? I think it's Nixon. I think it's Nixon with a CK. I'm gonna look that up. I just think of her as the girl from Around the World in 80 Days with Pierce Brosnan, which, by the way, we should watch. Uh, well, okay. Um, but but yeah no i mean the the it's yeah the whole movie is very dour you know i mean it's it there, there's not a lot of fun in these movies and i feel like you know we sort of may have artificially pumped up this sort of memory of oh these movies being these crazy over the top action movies and i mean it certainly is in a way but it's very grim it's it's very there's no fun there's no joy uh, in this action in this like you know i mean i guess you know part of it is that he's literally trying to free pow's you know so you've got all of these like emaciated soldiers like being held captive and this is this is 1985 so this is like they've been in there for you know like 15 years now it's crazy you know yeah so i, I there's i guess there isn't a lot of you can't really make it kooky and like, you no, know, like so campy. Can... There's no camp to this, you know. I think there's a lot of camp to this. Well, no, but I mean, there's no camp to the subject matter. There's a camp to the way it's executed, yes. sort of. Okay, yes. But not to the action, though. Like, no, no. there's camp. There's inherent camp to Sylvester Stallone and his oiled, steroid-filled, inflated muscles and his headbands. Kind of freaky, and man. His bow and arrow i mean look okay so the first movie we had the knife and granted he's okay he still got the knife of course you can't you that can't knife, be rambo without a knife that knife i'm tempted to make the knife a candidate for heart of the ghostbusters in this one. <laughs> that movie, i think that's a fair that's like a fair that, that knife is effectively a character it, yeah. it has as much personality actually it might have more personality than stallone in this movie but we also get the bow and arrow this time the bow and arrow with the exploding arrow tips yeah, that's very Hawkeye. So, yeah. Or scapegoat, as we established last week. Mm -hmm. uh, you know the thing that struck me about the bow and arrow thing? What's that? Is that the way they did it, they made it look as if, like, whenever he shoots anybody mm -hmm. with, that, with the bow and arrow, is like the arrow is most of the way through the guy. Like, it's in almost up to the Oh, yeah, when that guy gets shot in the head with the arrow, which is probably the, well... That's probably the second best kill of the movie. What was the best kill of the movie? Well, the best kill of the movie is the guy who gets shot with the... The, the one guy who gets shot with the exploding arrow. The exploding guy. Oh, that guy. The exploding guy. That guy who is well, like... because he killed Julian Nixon and pissed yeah. off Rambo. Well, exactly. And th and that guy whose name I wanted to look up... Uh, George Chung, who is like... He is one of like the 80s, 90s. Like He's a that guy, Asian yep. villain. He was like the... The Yakuza underling. He was like the he was like the asshole Asian guy in like every he was probably on like MacGyver and Quantum Leap and like all of the Knight Rider. I oh, guarantee like, you he was on all of those shows. Like you need an Asian villain? Yeah, exactly, you know? Yeah. Um 
Great, great supporting cast in this movie. Actually, great supporting you have, cast. You have that guy. You also have, of course, Richard Crenna. Yeah, you. Oh, yeah, of course, Richard Crenna's back. Richard Crenna, amazing. You also have Stephen Burkoff, who played uh, Victor Maitland, the the villain in uh, Beverly Hills Cop. Yep. He, he comes in as the as the evil Russian, which is right. he's he's fantastic. At one point, he puts on reading glasses, right. <laughs> so he's an intellectual Russian, <laughs> evil right. Russian. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, of course, you have Charles Napier. Charles Napier as the like asshole uh uh you know bureaucrat basically marshall murdoch marshall murdoch was charles napier in uh mars attacks i feel like he had to be i would believe that he feels like someone who should be in mars attacks if he wasn't actually like a dick general (laughs) yeah in mars attacks i buy that he he seems like he could have been rod steiger's uh no rod steiger is great in that yeah but he feels like could have been like steiger's sidekick Hold on. We're gonna I'd buy that. I, I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Should we visit the Charles Napier message boards? <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Yes. Oh my god. I, I'm, I am, I am, I mean, I thank God those exist. Mini biography. <clears throat> Lively character actor. Who usually, <laughs> who usually plays hard-ass military types and menacing bad guys. Charles Napier's roles have changed little since his debut in Russ Meyer's Cherry Harry and Raquel, 1970. His granite-like jaw and wide, gate-like grin have contributed to his many memorable <laughs> portrayals of tough guys, notably the scheming intelligence officer up against Sylvester Stallone in Rambo, colon, First Blood Part Two, and the short-tempered frontman of the good old boys <laughs> in The Blues Brothers. The only where, roles that matter. Where he delivers the masterful corn-on-the-cob line. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> You're going to look pretty funny eating corn in the cob with no fucking teeth. <laughs> Come on, man. Just took a sip. There's a beverage here. As an actor, not music department. <laughs> he has one music what, department. Well, what is his music department credit? The Oregon Trail. 1976 TV series he composed for two episodes. Wow. Probably before they shit-canned him. For a second, I got really excited, and I thought you were going to say he made all the music in the Oregon Trail video game. That would be awesome. It would be incredible. It would be... He's got... He's got... He wrote the line, you have dysentery. It's <laughs> <laughs> based on his real-life experiences. Not one time I got dysentery, and it was no good. You should put that there in your computer game. In here. <laughs> You're gonna look pretty funny trying to shit out your dysentery with no fucking teeth. <laughs> oh. You want to know what his character's name was in Nutty Professor Two: Colin the Clumps? Oh, please. Four Star General. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's probably had that credit more than once. <laughs> well, he's also been okay. Ready? I'm just gonna lead, read you the list of characters. We're in. I'm in around two thousand. 2000 here yeah that's that's probably his golden era of nameless <laughs> we've generals. got we've got wild bill cooley detective o'reilly no name in this one movie four-star general hal carver general hardcastle <laughs> face detective bailey general hawk padre the gringo grandpa senator warren crockett and <laughs> uh, just wait a minute i see this Senator Warren Crockett. Well, the best one is from a movie from 1998 called Beloved. He's, uh, yeah. He's uncredited. 
but his character has a name. Want to know what it is? What, 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 what? Hit me. Angry Carney. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, Charles Napier is the greatest American actor of our time. Uh, and then, and then John Kreese. John Kreese from the Karate Kid movies, who, I, I, he's wearing the exact same, like, he's got, like, the arm, I don't think I've ever seen that guy wear a shirt with sleeves, because he's got, like, the karate thing on all through those movies, right. he's got a sleeveless got vest a on in this, yeah, yeah, exactly, like, he's, I, I swear to God, I feel like, uh, I feel like Erickson is John Kreese. Probably. I feel like there's. I feel like he's, he's playing the same character. He only has like five lines right, in the whole he's movie. He's not quite as much of a dick, though. Yeah. No. No. Exactly. There is like he. I mean, he's kind of smug, but you yeah. know, he. You get the sense that he's kind of just doing what he's told. That he's basically just following his orders, yeah. and not like that he hates Rambo or that he's like trying to pull one over. He's like, look, you know, I'm doing. I'm doing what I'm told here, and like, look, I think it bears mention that, you know, I started thinking about it. Rambo's kind of a shitty soldier. Like, he's a killing machine. He's an Uh excellent killing machine. But he's kind of a shitty soldier. Well, yeah. He's, it's, it's, I I hate to keep going back to this, but it's, it's a lot like Star Trek. But only Star Trek in the movies. Okay. In the show, all of the shows, everyone is very obedient. The Enterprise always goes where it's supposed to be. The captain is always very well behaved. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. You get them into the movie theater and all hell goes crazy, and they're like, nope, they ordered me to do this, not gonna do it. Yeah. I well, mean, Picard is all over the place in the movies. He's he constantly kind of is, he's yeah. constantly disobeying in the movies. Yeah. It's just not something that he ever did on the show. Yeah, that's true. And that's Rambo. No, he, he yeah, I mean, you think about it, they send him on a, on a very specific mission, which is go take pictures, uh, you know, uh, confirm that there are POWs, and then we send in a full-on rescue mission. All they had to do, and I was thinking this at the moment, I didn't say it, but all they had to do is Richard Crenna had to turn to him and say, you'll be on that team. Right. And then I think he would have done it. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's not like he has, as soon as he shows up at the POW camp, he immediately is just like, fuck it, I'm going to cut through, I'm going to cut through the fence, and I'm going to say, I'm going to rescue the POW. Rambo doesn't cut through the fence, he just lifts it up. <laughs> that's true. No, he lifts it up on his way out. He cuts on his way in, he lifts it up on his way out. Yeah, he just picks up the barbed wire. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck it. You know, like a man. Yeah. So, uh, no, but, he, you know, there's... You think you call that barb? <laughs> <laughs> there's no, there's no motivation, though. It's not like, other than the fact that he kind of doesn't trust Charles Napier, like, there's no reason for him right. to think, like, that if he doesn't just do his job, if he doesn't just take his pictures and go back, that they won't that they won't send a rescue mission for them. And, you know, and it would be one thing if, and I'm I'm thinking about it now because you know, so at the very beginning, you know, he gets caught in the plane and he has to cut away a bunch of equipment. Right. So if he had, if they had pointed out, and this is probably true because we never see it again, but you know, when he's suiting up for his mission, you see him like load his camera with film. Right, and then you never see the camera ever again. Right, so well, I think we can. Presumably, he was in the bag. Whereas all the other things that he did, right, all the little, the little knives. Little, yeah, and... all of his weaponry, he still he maintained, but he cut away all the rest of his equipment. So I guess you there could was nothing say... in that huge bag except the camera. Right. So I guess you could say, <laughs> okay, so we lost his camera. He couldn't take the pictures. But like, I ju- I just needed like if there was just one line of dialogue that was like, I can't. I have no way of, of, of proving that they're here. I have to get them out now or else they'll never come back well, for them. Well, I think they tried. Then, then I'd buy it, you know? I actually think they tried. I think they tried when they had that the, the one first POW. Yeah. 
um, say like it's a good thing you got me out when you did. They move us all the time. Well, right, but that doesn't but, but the thing is justify that, him going in there to get the one guy to begin with. Right, but it but it but it's in you know it's sort of a, an internal retcon. Right. Well, that's the thing. I was gonna say like once once they he tries to get the one guy out and the helicopter abandons him. Like at that point, he can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's right. he's yeah. now fully justified to be the lone wolf man on a mission. And Literally I love that his lo- actual call sign during this mission is lone wolf. I don't think it was at the beginning. Yeah, it was. Well, I think the in the beginning, I think they are talking to the helicopter. I think the helicopter is a different call sign. Oh, so, okay, okay, fair, uh, fair, fair. But yeah, no, that's. Gr- I mean, the, the but yeah, the whole the whole beginning part seems. Den. Yeah, Wolf Den, Wolf Den, and Lone Wolf. It seems it just seems very muddled. It just seems like, like, don't what year? Did, fucking what do? Listen, you, listen, you're a soldier. You're supposed to follow year, some orders. What year did Predator come out? Eighty. I want to say eighty-seven. I would I like to know which right. of these came first, because they're eighty-seven. I was right. 87. I, mean, I mean, they're structurally not that different. No, yeah. um, for the bulk of the movie, mm. Predator is a much better movie, though. Yeah. Well, 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 yeah. You I mean, I would have loved to see a Predator with Stallone in it. Would you? <laughs> oh, look, I want to see Stallone in everything. I love Stallone. I want to see him in all the movies. Well, you know what we have to talk about. What's that? The line that spawned a franchise. <laughs> yes, the uh, retroactive, uh, holy shit, no wonder, uh, the Expendables line. Yes. Where he literally stops the movie to explain what Expendable means. And how he is Expendable. And then how Julia Nixon says to him and wins his heart by saying, Rambo, you're not Expendable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, well, we should talk about her broken English. Oh my god, it's so so awful. I mean, you couldn't do that in a movie today, right? No, I mean, my... there's just no way you get away with that no, anymore. No, it's terrible. So, Julia Nixon... Especially with, like, the whitest Asian person I've ever I've, seen. I think she's half. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I assume she uh, is. But, okay, so Julia Nixon... I think you're more Asian than she is. is well, I, I'm... We're probably the same amount of Asian. <laughs> like, okay, so Julia Nixon speaks perfect English, and yeah. very obviously speaks perfect English. Yeah. But what they had her do was remove all the articles from her sentences. <laughs> sort of like how Data can't say contraction. Yeah, exactly. So instead of saying, the beer is on the table, she would say, beer on table. <laughs> but in like perfectly, like her diction is like yeah. beautiful. Yeah. And it's just, oh, it's so bad. Yeah, she speaks very clearly. It's so bad. Yeah. It's like it's like she was taught English, but was like they skipped over a bunch of chapters. It's like like you could very easily see that character saying, and I mean this, me so horny. Yeah, absolutely. That is and the grammatical is, structure that she follows through the whole movie. And it is so appalling. Yeah, it's. Oh. I mean, I mean, it's 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 actually very distracting. Yeah. I mean, never mind how kind of really offensive it is, but it's just very distracting inside of the movie because Rambo is not phased by it. I don't, like, there's a part of me that almost feels like if they had just hired a white actress and, like, put her in yellow face, that would have been, that would have been less offensive than this, what actually happens in this movie. I think it's about the same. (laughs) They're equal levels of offensive. Yeah. I think there, there's some great credits to this movie, too. Oh, Uh, directed by, directed by George Cosmatos. George Cosmatos who also did uh, uh, Cobra with Stallone, which is a fantastic, like, 
I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. That was another one that I used to walk into the middle of when it was on TV. I remember he's he's uh, like a PI in Hollywood, I think. Well, you know, he's a cop. And he's he's, he's a in cop. LA. He's a he's a cop, but he's like a and, lone and wolf cop. He wears all black, and, like and, leather and shit. Yeah, exactly. For no, like biker gloves for mm-hmm. no reason, and he drives around in an old Studebaker. Yep. Or something. Yes, exactly. He drives for, around an old Studebaker. No, no reason, reason at all. all. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. He, he there's a, there's an amazing scene on that movie where he comes home. Uh, he opens his refrigerator and he takes out a carton of eggs, except inside the carton of eggs are like all the parts to his gun. There are no eggs in there. He keeps his gun parts in a carton of eggs and he starts cleaning and putting his gun together and he's got a, he takes out a slice of pizza and cuts it with a pair of scissors and then starts eating it. <laughs> There's no reason for any of this at all, but this is like his weird home life in that movie. <laughs> So he's responsible for that. He's also responsible for one of our favorite westerns of all time, Tombstone. Yeah. Cosmo Dust directed Tombstone, which is, I love that fucking movie. I go watch the movie any any time. I haven't seen that one in, I don't remember anything. Oh. I mean, just... I, but I mean, I remember it being awesome. That's just, Yeah, one of those movies, when it's on, I'm watching it. I don't care. Yeah. Kurt Russell, Wyatt Earp, what else do I need to tell you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the best Val Kilmer performances ever. Yeah. So... Um, and then, and then James Cameron has a story credit. He gets story by Sylvester Stallone and James Cameron. Yeah. Um, now, I looked into it a little bit. And uh, apparently, uh, according to Cameron, basically, the, he wrote like a treatment for the movie. So there was this and uh, Aliens. He was, he was trying to get Terminator made. Mm-hmm. And Terminator was the uh, first one. Yeah, the first one, mm-hmm. and it was being delayed, and it was in pre-production and shit. Yeah. And so he wrote a treatment for Rambo, and he wrote a treatment for uh, Aliens while he was waiting to get Terminator off the ground. Hmm. And so he wrote the treatment for Rambo and gave it to Stallone, and Stallone where changed. Did, where did Piranha fit in with that? Oh uh, well, that was way before. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sad. Uh, Stallone changed everything, basically. So what what Cameron says is basically that he wrote the action and that Stallone wrote the politics. That, like, all of the, like, uh, you know, all that heavy-handed Vietnam vet stuff at the end, um, most of the, like, Stallone wrote all of the character stuff. That was a, that that, that little monologue at the end, short as it was, that was straight out of Rocky IV. That was a Rocky IV ending. That shot, when he's, like, got napier like like forced down on the table and it's just like a close-up of stallone and he says like you know there are other guys out there you find them or i'm gonna find you like i am convinced wholly 100 percent that that was a additional shoot that was that was edited in after the fact because there is if you watch that shot again yeah. there's nothing behind him like it's just there's just like out of focus blue behind him like there's there's he's clearly not in the same room basically yeah, you yeah, know yeah. like they're trying to make it look like it's just ceiling but like no he's clearly in a different room mm-hmm. uh, and a different time and they're just like using some close-ups of charles napier to cut back and forth and like cover it up mm-hmm. uh that, that totally and i would be willing to bet yeah that totally feels like a weird additional uh we we got we got to put more vet love in there uh so that we could justify frank stallone's hilarious song oh God, at the end of so the movie bad. uh peace in our time i think is what it's called something um and like what can we talk about how or that's... peace in our hearts maybe yeah. or something the, the weird legacy of these rambo movies of like ending with these bizarre like power ballads 
Like, it's, the, they're just so music, at odds with everything else in the movie. With music by Jerry Goldsmith. Peace, peace in our life is what it's called. Oh, peace called. in our life. Peace in our life. Our one life? Yeah, our one life to live. Okay. Um, I, like, I don't remember how the third one ends, but I really hope it ends with some abrupt dialogue and an awkward power ballad. Because yeah. if it doesn't, I'm going to be really sad as, now. As, as Rocky, not Rocky, uh, Rambo yeah. walks away. Yeah, where walks he, away where into the middle going? distance somewhere. Where is he going? I don't know. Uh, I don't think he knows. Oh, actually, he doesn't. He quits. They say he's asked. He's where yeah. are you going? I don't know. Oh, one not live one day at a time. What do I want? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's and you know, Stallone's like I said, all of this. There's all of this weird, like heavy-handed vet stuff. But there's also, and I, I you know, it really struck me this time is all of you know. So I mentioned talk, mentioned earlier about Stallone being a bad soldier. Like that's. Like, you know, and I think this is a like a symptom of like that sort of '80s gung ho America fuck yeahness, <laughs> um, which you know we got to revisit in our lifetimes after 9/11. Sure did. Um, where you know it's the idea of you know uh, of the lone man, you know, of of America as the righteous soldier mm-hmm. who you know throws off this oppressive, you know, machinery. It's the Russians. It's yeah, it's very it's very Reagan, you know? Oh, yeah. Like and and literally there's a there's well, there's a you know very uh clear uh imagery used about so at the beginning they tell him uh you know uh Troutman tells him, Hey, you know, you're gonna be taking this jump, you're going solo, so let the equipment do the work, you know, don't fight the don't fight the technology. Let the technology do all the work. And then what's the first thing that happens? He, he jumps loses, out of the plane and he gets stuck and he has to cut away all the technology, right? Uh and then later, uh, you know, Troutman is arguing with Murdoch and Murdoch says, Hey, you know, you're just the tool, we're the machine, you know, the machine has all the power and you know he's just the one guy who's out in the middle of the jungle somewhere and then at the very end when he makes his way back to the base what's the first thing he does he comes in with a machine gun it and he shoots, shoots all, all the, the computers. computers yeah i mean it's literally well, it not is computers really well yeah they're just boxes with blinking lights essentially yeah. but yeah i mean it's this it's this whole like america being you know held back by bureaucrats and you know cold unthinking machinery and we have to be you know these you know flesh and blood fucking Fuck badass yeah. heroes exactly and yeah. that these guys can do no wrong and they are always right no matter what they do you know i mean and then that's the whole thing about you know the the attitude towards vietnam you know do we get to win this time you know well of course because that's the best it's line up of the to whole, you that's yeah. the best line of the whole movie no absolutely yeah. do we get to win this time and he says when, yeah when because it's it, just you when he says it it's actually kind of poignant. Yeah, it almost brings you back. And I would say the beginning of the movie, I actually kind of like when he's in the prison. Yeah, these... like they start with him in prison, clearly for the events of the first movie, right. which he deserves. Which, by the way, you can't possibly want to stay here for another five years. He blew up a whole town. <laughs> like how long has he been in there yeah but i i do really like that fake out at the beginning where it starts with the explosion and then it's just like oh no it's just prisoners and they're like mining a quarry somewhere actually it's a bunch of guys standing on top of rocks that's true gently hitting them gently rocks. hitting them with hammers yes. um but yeah no i mean that's that's what this movie is all about and and like any good american 80s action hero rambo has infinite ammunition 
Oh, he's yeah. got bow and arrow. He's got all these guns. The helicopter has like one gun on it. It never runs out of bullets. I mean, even scapegoat runs out of arrows. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. He just he just shoots everybody. Really. And because okay, so the body count in this movie, 67 people killed in this movie total. How many of them do you think Rambo kills? Uh, 66. Close. 57. He kills... All but oh, ten. That's right. He well, kills yeah, all because, ten. Well, There's the girl... ten guys that the mach- that the helicopter shoots before they abandon him. Basically, no, 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 and 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 the girl and the girl shoots a couple. And the yeah, one POW. and the one POW. Right. So yeah, he kills most of them. Yeah. I feel like we sh- I should get body counts. I wish I had a body count for the first one. I guess he doesn't really kill anybody in that move in that one except for Galt in the helicopter. Uh... I mean, he like he mortally injures all of those cops, but I don't think he lot... kills anybody. Well, he does blow up the town. Yeah, it's true. Well, so he blows up the gas station. I always assume that there are people in that gas station, but they did evacuate the town, I think. We did assume that that old guy with the dogs bled out in the woods. But, like, <laughs> other than that, I think it's just the one cop. Whereas here, he kills 57 people. Yeah. So, we should definitely try and get a body count on the next two. I'm and, sure uh, someone's done it. Oh, no, I'm sure it is. But we should, we should take note of that for the, for the upcoming episodes, for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it's... It's, but like I said, there's no, there isn't really a lot of fun to this, to this violence or to this, you know, adventure. It's just mostly Stallone who like never smiles in the whole movie. Nope. Uh, just, just silently, angrily stalking around Vietnam and, really? and shooting guys off camera. So yeah, you kind of, you kind of phase out after a while. Uh, you It all just kind of blend, blurs together. Why? Well, you fall asleep. Yeah. If you as as you did, I did. I mean, I made it almost the way all the way through. Yeah, it was the very end. I missed what five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably thereabouts. I mean, it was it was. We it rewatched was, it. You're, you're covered. You know what? It was? it was that helicopter scene. I was like, oh, I guess I don't care. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's the thing. That stuff just it's, it's like, okay. They're flying around. That whole, like, no, the whole thing could have been cut. Much there's no tighter. tension to it. Exactly. No. And I think a lot of 80s movies are like that. I don't. I think the next one's going to be a lot harder on you, to be honest with you. My recollection of the third one is not favorable. I will be drinking very heavily during the next one. I think you should. I might have to sleep on your couch. That's a fair point, and you're welcome to do so, sir. I might do that. So there's that sequence in the first movie where he, uh, you know, goes through and, like I said, he sort of that's that monster movie sequence that I called it last week, where he sort of silently oh, traps yeah. everybody and, they and tried to redo it in this. Yeah, one, except that it... he actually kills people. Or yeah, he's covered in mud and yeah, he's hiding he's... in a tree and I, shit. I felt like it, but there it was last time it was suspenseful. They yeah, suspense by having like. I think there were fewer people for him to kill for one thing. Yeah, and all, and we knew who they were. So we were at yeah. Least they weren't slight... face. They weren't all faceless villains. They right. were guys we had spent a little bit of time at, with. At least yeah, yeah. Some you know two minutes at least. Right. right? They had names. Well, and I think uh, the other thing is, I guess you know because and because no... it was new and we didn't know what Rambo would do. True, he's a new character. But the other thing is because nobody. Well, I think Galt was dead at that point. But like he was. So there's this sense of like anybody can anybody could die. But nobody really does. Like, he traps people and he grabs them and whatever. But, you know, so you keep sort of waiting to see, like, oh, like, who, anything could happen right now. Whereas this one sort of feels like, yeah, all right, he's just going to kill a bunch of – he's going to sneak up on a bunch of guys and kill them all. 
Yep. And they're kill that faceless guy, kill not this the, faceless guy. Not that snake though. No, not that snake. When he spares the snake, that's that's an incredible moment. For no reason. As opposed that to the whole thing had no re- no purpose. As opposed to the chicken who he brutally murders. That's true that chicken. <laughs> he he there's that one really hilarious <laughs> slow zoom in on the chicken which left us so bewildered. <laughs> Wait, was it was the chicken standing in front of something? Was I supposed to be looking at something else cuz all I could stare at was why why were we looking at a chicken? I don't and, understand. No, and more to the point, why was the chicken looking at us? <laughs> why was the chicken dramatically was plucking like, at it us? It was like staring into our souls. Yeah, it was so weird. And the thing is that it's a good, it's got to be at least a minute or two. It's it's like at least it's several shots before anything involving the chicken. Oh yeah, happens. no, yeah, exactly. By the so time they, just, they come up like, to the trail what? of blood, yeah, you're like, yeah. Wait, you're still going. That? Why was there a chicken? Wait, what about that fucking chicken? chicken. <laughs> And then he burns down that whole village again. He, like he burns though, he blows up the town. All those people. Yeah, and like, they, they definitely did not get evacuated. No, 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 not at all. And not only that, but it's like in the process of killing all these soldiers, he also fucking explodes this whole fucking like village that didn't do shit to him, and he also burns down all their crops. He basically salts the earth and like, fuck <laughs> you, village. You are not allowed to be here anymore. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's an act of war. Is Collateral what it is. damage. Fucking who gives a shit? Yeah. Jesus. Oh my god, it's astounding. He's kind of a dick. Yeah, he is kind of a dick. I mean, granted, you know, he did get dropped into a pit of pig shit and leeches. I mean, like, the pig shit water is bad enough, but then they pull him out, he's got leeches on him on top of that. That's yeah. that's horrifying. Yeah. That's doubly horrifying. He's still... But still, he burned still... down a whole fucking village for he's no reason. kind of a dick. He is. He is, he's not, like, a likable hero. I mean... No. He's not the kind of guy... Like, okay, so let's... You don't want to have a beer with him. Exactly. I was going to say, let's let's jump right into it. Heart of the Ghostbusters. He's the ass, he's the ass of yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, he's the he, opposite he, of the Heart he, of Ghostbusters. You know, you know what he is? What is he? He's the dickless of the <laughs> Ghostbusters. He is. He is, is a he, William... Yes. William. He's a little, little bit William Atherton. Yes, it's true. It is true. That's what I heard. Uh, so, uh, all right, so, well, okay, let's let's... I want to throw a challenge down to you. Yeah. I would like you, I think we, well, I mean, I think we both should uh-huh. pick a heart of the Ghostbusters. I got it. Well, I, that is not Colonel Troutman. Oh. Because I, yeah. that's who we picked last no. time. I think we have to, uh, I yeah. mean, he's such an yeah. easy choice. I think we yeah. have to go with someone that is not Troutman. Well, I'll, I'll go first. So that you, okay. So you have a minute. So All my, right. what I was thinking of doing was going with Co. Okay. Um, Julia Nixon. Yeah. But only, but not for the reason you might think. Right, well, I mean, me. y- yes, because she's the only woman in the whole thing, and she's nice to look at. <laughs> okay. But more to the point, I would like to sit down with her at a table before I buy her a drink and tell her to knock that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> like, speak normally. God damn it. You clearly can. I think that's weird. I, but I'm not doing that. One of the things that I think is interesting about her is that, uh, you know, there really there isn't really a lot of, like, romantic tension between them you know no, i mean no, like not all that was so no, forced they're soldiers they're in the thing they have like one conversation about her lucky necklace and his lucky knife, knife? uh well, you know it's just a, what what's this it brings me luck what bring you luck rambo <laughs> that is exactly that what is she a said. it's so fair bad. impression it is so bad. It's not racist if no, i'm doing what she no, did no that is li- like that's literally verbatim that is the line it's so <laughs> appalling and he says uh this and just like waves his <laughs> knife around knife. but uh, then but then like so then they just sort of like 
bizarrely they just decide they just start like basically they make out by the riverbed and you're like all right she's the only lady in this movie they're gonna give stallone somebody because this is an 80s action movie and then she just gunned down like 10 seconds later it's fantastic and then he doesn't bury her no he just sort of covers (laughs) her in rocks and mud under a waterfall under it's so weird in the rain yeah it's like that's that's not gonna hold up there, that's buddy. Not gonna do what you think it's gonna nope. do. It's like you keep using that word. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, anyway, so she is not my heart of the Ghostbusters, despite right. as much as I would love to tell. Not really, I guess, not really her, but the writers to knock that shit off. Go for it. Um, I'm choosing. I don't. He doesn't have a name. I'm going to call him Radar. Is he? Is he the guy? Yes, he on is. the radio. He's like, they found one of ours. Yes. I kind of, I kind of want that guy too. Yes, that guy's kind of fantastic. He's the like, he's the only happy person in the whole thing. He literally is. Yeah, he. I think he's like the only one who smiles in the whole goddamn movie. Yep. Uh, yeah, no, that guy. And I wouldn't have honestly. I don't think I would have picked Trapman this time around anyway. He didn't have any pithy, like, like good punchy pithy lines. He had he like one jokes. or two. He has the like, uh, you're the one making the mistake. Yeah, there was Rambo. That. Right, but that's. Man. Yeah. So I'm going with radar. You're gonna go with radar. I like I like that choice. I like him, radar. You can call him Clinger if you want. No, no, I don't. <laughs> no. I like radar. Let's go with radar. Uh yeah. You know, I mean, Murdoch's such a dick. He's such. A I mean, I want to have a drink with Charles Napier, but I don't yeah. want to have a drink with Murdoch. Exactly, and that was the problem with him. He yeah. was he was where I wanted to go, but yeah. you just can't. He's he's. He's an appalling asshole. You know, I think I'm going to go... Part of me wants to go with, like, hero POW guy. Like, the guy who he first pulls out and then is in the, gives him, like, the little salute at the very oh, end. Oh, that guy. You know? Yeah. Um, but he doesn't really have a lot going on. I no, mean, and that might be a really depressing movie. Yeah, no, it'd be really depressing movie. I think I gotta go with John Kreese. I think uh, I gotta go with, with the sleeveless guy. Okay. Because, okay. Yeah. like I say, I, he doesn't feel like a totally like irredeemable dick i mean like he's you know he does he strand rambo in the jungle yes but in an in essence he's being a good soldier well, he's, he's doing mer- what he's right what he's ordered to do by his superior as opposed to that other guy yeah the, the, the other... no the other guy who's just like riding in the helicopter he's a dick that guy was a dick yeah i feel like you know there's another version of this movie where uh you know troutman could have convinced john kreese to you know to you know, fuck the orders. Like, you land and you pick up these guys. These are our guys, you know? Like, he feels, you know, well, susceptible. See, this is the thing about these To movies. morality. I love when they when they have these these forced dramatic moments yeah. where they could end the whole movie. Oh, yeah, Instead, absolutely. Like, like, right at the beginning when he when Trapman goes to Rambo and says, you want to go on this mission? And if he would just be like, no. <laughs> the end. Well, uh... Rambo 2, The Stones. Like, as... So I'm going to – I think this is – if I've got this right, but, you know, prescient that you should say that because I'm pretty sure that's how Rambo 3 st- starts. Oh, shocker. Um, I'm pretty sure 3 starts with uh, Troutman coming to Rambo, who I think is just, like, living in the, in Vietnam. I think he's just, like, living in Vietnam somewhere. I don't remember. Oh. But he's, like, a civilian, essentially. And Trout- yeah and troutman comes to him and is like hey 
I need you on this mission. Will you come on this mission? And he turns him down. And so Troutman goes on his own and he gets captured. And so Rambo has to go rescue Troutman. I'm well, pretty sure that's okay. how the third well, movie goes I mean, down. That, that is what we call plausible deniability. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I can almost believe that. Sure. This is just like, why are they even showing this whole sequence? Well, you know, cause otherwise he's, he's got to bust rocks for five years. No, no. I mean like destroying a domestic, target it just seems stupid to give that character the choice when the out when the audience clearly knows what he's going to do and there's no tension yeah it's bad writing well i mean i think that's why there isn't a lot of setup to this it's not like he has to weigh the choice like oh i don't know no, and he's got to well, like no like, but they just they, like but yeah, they, all right i'll but, go but they tried to force they tried to like force some like make him vacillate a little bit be like at least in here i know where i stand that's true <laughs> yeah right yeah, but that lasts all of, like, four seconds, so I'm okay it's, with it, I guess. Right. No, I know, but, but yeah. it's like, why even bother? That's my whole point. Yeah, no, I guess, I think I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with John Kreese. John okay. Kreese is my, is my heart of the well, Ghostbusters. I'll sweep the leg, Johnny. Yeah, indeed. Well, I think that, that, that probably just about wraps us up. We, oh, we, I think we've so. We've been pretty, it's been pretty short, you know, last week, this week, we're like. What the fuck are we going to say, man? Yeah, look, there isn't, I mean, there isn't a <laughs> lot to dwell on, Well, I actually, guess. oh, there is one more thing. Oh, go for it. So, we said that, uh sort of the the mission here mm. of watching these things was so that you could decide whether you want to buy the box set ah uh, yes it, now you you're sold on the first one you're sold on the last one yeah so it's these two middle ones which we have now broken into yep that you're not sure about yeah and the third one is really i have no hope for the third one so right. it was really this so one. it's really this one yeah so the question is as of right now well the third one could be so ridiculous that you want to own it it could be so it's got that. But for this one, yeah, no, I don't – I think I'm just going to bookend this thing. Yeah. Right now I'm feeling like I do not need to own the middle entries of, of this franchise. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm not – in that I don't feel like I'm going to want to rewatch them all that often, you know? I like you're going to want to anyway. The first one I will watch every – I mean, I don't watch the first one a lot, but I, but I like having it. It's something that's like, yeah, no, that's – you know, because it always – Yes, there are parts of it that always kind of get to me. That always kind of surprise me. There's yeah. nothing. I I think Stallone's like crazy uh, monologue at the end. Yeah, but if you really want, kind if of you want a crazy Stallone monologue at the end of a movie, what movie are you gonna watch? Well, Rocky Four. <laughs> okay. If you want to watch Stallone beat some guys up, what are you gonna watch? Expendables Three, <laughs> or any of these rocky like or, like pretty much any rocky movie yeah. you're going to watch before you're probably going to watch this if you want to watch a guy running around in the jungle shooting people movie what are you going to watch <laughs> predator predator <laughs> so what's the fucking point it's true no it's true this what this movie is is like different parts of other movies yeah. all of which are better than it i was like i said i was really hoping this movie was going to be a lot more fun it's not. And there really, there really isn't. There's that one moment where the guy got shot in the head with the arrow, where we both went, "Oh!" Yeah, but you can watch the raid. No, for exactly. That. There's plenty of, I have plenty of other movies. Like that one bit is not like that was really the only moment. Even the guy who gets hit with the exploding arrow and hilariously explodes, right. like even that just was sort of like, eh, all right, that happened. Right. Like this movie isn't nearly as much fun as I was hoping it would be. So yeah, I guess, I guess, I just, I just don't feel the need. To revisit this one that often, right? So, yep. I mean, when I do, I guess I'll just pull it down from Netflix. I'll just, I'll, I'll rent the disc from Netflix. So, next... but I'm still looking forward to watching the next, watching the third one next week, and and certainly revisiting the last one. I'm really excited for you to watch the last one. Okay. Yeah, that one. Yeah. 
if it is the last one. If it is indeed well, the last one. The last one. And you know what? There's a uh, – I've been thinking there's a, another movie uh, that I want to th- – I think I might want to throw in on the end of this little adventure of ours. Um, a little Thunder? A little bonus track. No. Uh, it's a movie that I haven't seen uh, called Son of Rambo, and it's spelled R-A-M-B-O-W. Um, and it's Rambo. Yeah, but yeah, but it's Rambo, and it's like little kids who like play Rambo in the woods or something. I haven't, I haven't. It, it's a movie with all children. Oh, I haven't seen it, but it's supposed to be awesome. So you're gonna be away next week, but we're gonna try and record right after you get back, and yep. uh, hopefully the podcast will just be up uh, a little late, yeah. like maybe Tuesday. Usually I try to get these things up on Monday. This week it was up Tuesday. Yep. Uh, but hopefully we'll just, you know, we'll get it up a little later in the week, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, so Ram- Rambo 3 next week. I'm trying to get some uh, some guest stars here uh, for Rambo. Uh, uh, hope I'm really hoping. Wait, Rambo? Ram- like Rambo 4 Rambo? For, for any, any of the above. For oh, any, okay. Whatever people, whenever I can get somebody to actually come over um, or, or get somebody to join in. Um, I'm hoping... That I'm going to be able to get uh, our good friend Bill Man uh, to remote in from Atlanta. Uh, Have we? Has, has Bill? He has not. He hasn't been on the podcast before. But uh, I feel like I oh, I mentioned was, to him. Jared, I yeah, it was Jared. Jared. I mentioned to him. I said, "Hey, do you are you interested in uh, in in guest starring on the podcast for uh, for Rambo?" And he said, "Maybe I should." Not. He said, "Yeah, but maybe I won't watch Rambo, and I'll just watch Hot Shots Part Two." Yeah, <laughs> I said that would be a fair strategy, sir. Yeah, you'll probably have more fun than we will. Probably. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, back in the days when Charlie Sheen was entertaining and not a fascinating train wreck. Well, now as as uh, Carlos Estevez. Yeah, I was gonna say he may he may have pushed through. I don't know. It remains to be seen. He hasn't had like the big thing yet. Well, but... he's been drinking a lot of that tiger blood. Uh, well, uh, thank you for listening, <laughs> uh, Bart. You'll be we'll be back next I'll week for Rambo Three. Hopefully, yep. we'll have somebody else as well. Um, <clears throat> you can follow along on the blog, of course, DailyScreening.com. You can follow on uh, Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram at uh, Daily Screening. Uh, and of course, listen along to the podcast here on iTunes and on SoundCloud, and uh, rate us and review us so more people will find the show. Uh, I hope you had fun listening because we certainly had fun talking. Have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow.